0: Next time you go to a non-kosher supermarket or, you know, grocery section of a big store, you'll notice that there are very few hard cheeses and mozzarella or the like that have hashgach on it, while if you look at the yogurt section, cottage cheese section, cream cheese section, they have many uh, products available that have a kosher symbol, a OU, a chafke. And the question is, why, why is that? So there's a very important halacha that many people are just simply not aware of and that is there's an isr there's a prohibition of eating gvinas akum what does that mean? so the Gemara tells us let's say uh, you had a anachri a non-Jew who made cheese and the yid was not involved in the process that is called gvinas akum it's cheese made by a non-Jew and one is not allowed to eat that you are not allowed to eat the cheese that means when you get your haolam uh, stark cheese whatever cheese you like that has ashkach on it you should know that besides for the milk being chal if it says halvi Straw on the label. The cheese process was done under the supervision of a yid. Whether that means the Mashkiach put the rennet into the milk, into the vat, or it means he simply was there, that's a discussion in the place, Rama, Ramah, Shach, and trickles down to today, how they do uh, cheese on a commercial level. Not for now, but you should know that the cheese was made in what is known as Gvinas Yisro. It was made as Gvinas Yisro, cheese made by a yid, or the yid was involved in the process, Short of that, if the Yid was not involved in the process, the halacha is that the milk, that the cheese is not kosher. That means there's an Isser who was not allowed to eat this cheese, even if they know that the rennet came from uh, you know, a kosher, microbial rennet. There was no issue in kashris. The milk could have been hal You know exactly what was going on here? It doesn't make a difference. There's an Isser, a prohibition of eating Gvinas akum, cheese made by a non-Jew. So, meaning a Yid was not involved. So if you go to the store, you'll see that most companies are not going to invest in such a, uh, s- a significant uh, kosher supervision program where you need to have a yid involved in every cheese making, and it's just simply not worth it for them, versus milk or Diet Coke is a very uh, minimal amount of, of a kosher program. Obviously, the Hashkachs do a great job, and they have ingredients and everything is, is in a database, but as far as supervision, they don't have mashgiach sitting there in Indiana 24-7. If they wanted to do kosher cheese, let's say Kraft does it, they, it's a significant expense, and it's not necessarily worth it for most companies to invest in that. Having said that, there's a very important machoikas that is found in the Achoranim, and the later Achronim regarding which cheese is is uh, included under the umbrella of this Isser Gvinas Akam. Anything that is labeled as cheese? What about cottage cheese? Or is it simply only things that are considered hard cheese? Now, the machoikas seems to be based on what would be the reason for giving us Akam. The Gemara gives several reasons. One of them includes they would use vinegar, perhaps of, not, uh, of Arla, or of Yayin Nesach. So you see that a vinegar or an acid set cheese would also be included in a prohibition. While the main issue that the Gemara says is that the concern was they would take non-kosher rennet and use that in making the cheese. So the only cheese that requires rennet is a hard cheese, a mozzarella cheese, uh, a cheese like that, not a soft cream cheese or cottage cheese. That does not require rennet. And therefore, perhaps the gzeira was only on hard cheeses. So this is the Machlekes. The Rav the, Schwab, of Shimon Schwab, Zetzal, wrote a letter to Moshe Feinstein. Zetzal asking him, should he be meicha, Meaning he sees people in his kehilah, and he knows that many Yidin are being Magal. they are eating cottage cheese, which actually had an OU on it, and they are allowing they are they are assuming that we paskin that soft cheeses do not require a yid to be involved in the process. It's only, it's only uh, uh, regulated to uh, limited to hard cheese. So, if Schwab says seemingly we know it's usser, should I be meicher? So Rambam says he has two chuvas in this, but I'll just uh, bring out one of them. He says that I don't want to give a psak, v'le of I don't want to be machmer or mekel on the psak. And just to to elaborate on this, a hard cheese is your mozzarella, um, your your uh, parmesan, all those types of cheeses, and the soft cheese would be cottage cheese, maybe cream cheese. It's a good question if cream cheese would be included in that. Farmer cheese, the soft cheeses that are acid based. So much said I don't want to be machmer or mekel. I don't want to say a psak. Primarily because it was a Chachem Echad that was Mako. A Chachem Echad, who is he referring to? So, everyone in the Kashrus world knows this is a Rav Hinkins hetter, and this was perhaps the minig in America to be Mako on this. That's why the OU gave Ashgach all these years. Rav Dal said, Yeah, well, this is the minig in America to go with Rav Hinkins' back that a soft cheese does not require Gavinas Yisrael. I asked Rav Daniel Osher Kleiman, Shlita, from Brooklyn. He spent many years alongside Rav Hinkins. Uh, great-grandson, to go through Rav Hankin's tshuva sh- just to find some of the letters that were lost over the years, and they put out a beautiful uh, set of Swarm, shals and Chuvas Gvuras elio. but this was not in the safer. so I asked him, did he find, did he locate this? He said he located it, but the woman did not want to give it up, and she didn't even let him make a copy of it, but he knows who has this chuva that Rav Hankin wrote, I think it was to Rav Rivkin uh, from Taravadas, I'm not sure exactly who he wrote it to. Um, but this was, I did confirm with Rav, Kla- Rav Kleiman. but either way, Rabelski said he heard it from Mizrabeim in the name of Rav Henkin and Rav Gadaido Schwartz Zetzal from the CRC Chicago also had it perhaps from Rav Rivkin from St. Louis, and uh, this is an accepted Pesach in the world of Kashrus. However, Rav Belsky Zetzal was the only make for the OU when it comes to Chalv Stam. so there, in general, people are not expecting you to be Machmir on Shailos, and we could go with the Minnow the same way they're relying on Rav Moshe, for Chalofstam, they can rely on this minig of uh, Rav Hankin, the minig in America, to be meko when it comes to Gvina Sakam. That does not require uh, Gvina Yisrael when it's a soft set, a soft base che- a soft cheese, an acid set cheese. Rav Heinemann, Shlita, he bought the Heineman. Totten, Rav Heinemann, he has a psak from Rav Moshe, I believe he asked Rav Moshe himself, should he be meko? And Rav Moshe said not to. And even though star the Star K will give Hashkach on Chalofstam under the Star D label, they do not give Hashkach on cottage cheese or I believe cream cheese as well, unless it's like a whip, but a real uh, acid-set cream cheese or farmer cheese, they would not give hashkach on it unless there's gvina sisrel in the process, and uh, that's how they paskin. So the way they make uh, sodium caseinate is they it's it's basically a, a cheese process. You first remove the fat, and you are simply left with the protein, and you make a sodium caseinate... Uh, out of, it's basically a cheese process. And you, you, there's two ways to make sodium caseinate. It could be acid set, and that's the way it's typically made when it comes in the international delight, There's also a rennet set caseinate, and that, everyone agrees, needs kavina Yisrael. But the acid set is a and Halacha. So, now, we came with the chumra. Up until now, we were discussing why it's, you know, it's a suffolk, and it's it's aim of atlas l'chadchila, and davrosheh uh, But here, one second, before you even start, who said a person's allowed to even consume this? Meaning, according to Rav Heineman, there's a trafe ingredient, there's a non-kosher ingredient, there's gvinas akum in the bottle, And that's stock of the Star K. And even Rabbi El-Sidatzal, who was maker for the OU, he at least thought it was a shash, at least we should think about this before consuming it and, and biting into it, it's not so simple that everyone agrees that this is considered uh, 100% kosher. So what can a person rely on? Now, if you want to be machmer, that's, you know, kalakavod. Rav Heinemann himself, who is machmer, and he's the one that does not even allow his hashkacha to give hashkacha on a product that's halvstam if it contains sodium caseinate. There are many hot cocos on the market that contain this, and the starkey will not give Ashkacha on it. But Rav and I heard this from members of the stockade over the years. Rav when it comes to this product, he does say that he looked into it, and it's a suffix if it's bottle, And a suffix bital, when you're dealing with a shail and halacha, if it's really gvinas akum or not, Rav Heinemann was mekel, and many places were mekel, even though the Chachmas Adam, the Rakhashulchan, I believe, and Rav Moshe seem to be machmer in it, but this is a legitimate macholikas in the and it's a suffix if it's bottle, and the whole thing's in Isser, the Rabbon, gvinas akum. So, Rav said even with his Chumrah, a person could be meikal when it comes to these uh, beverages, the International Delight. He wouldn't give Ashkoch on it because it contains something that he holds is not kosher, but by the time you're adding it to your coffee, it's, it's batal, and you were dealing with a safik pittal, on a machlekes, on a dirah regarding Gvinas Akram, So it's an interesting angle, and we went to another halach, we went to Gvinas akum today. So we went through Chalas uh, what do you call it? Avkas uh, Chalav, powdered milk. We learned on Isla Chatkila and Adavash Sheshem Atirin. And if we have time, we'll also discuss a totally different Shaila regarding using a spray can on Shabbos.